Mark A. Altman, Darren Docterman, Ashley Edward Miller. Three fans who became professionals and then became... Trexperts. Inglorious Trexperts. Listen wherever you find podcasts or go to trexpertsplus.com. They're here. Yes, indeed. Your favorite 430 movie hosts are all back with an all-new season of curating fantasy theme weeks on the 430 Movie Podcast. Join Darren Docterman, Ashley Edward Miller, Stephen Melching, and myself, Mark A. Altman, as we bring you the latest and sometimes not so greatest in movie curation. It's the 430 Movie. It's fun. It's informative. It's awesome. And until then, Eyewitness News starts now. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, one of the co-hosts of Inglorious Trexperts. And if you're a Trek fan, you owe it to yourself to pick up the 50-year mission, the complete, uncensored oral history of Star Trek. It's available wherever you buy books, digital, or audio. And speaking of books, check out my new book about the making of John Wick. They shouldn't have killed his dog. Also available wherever you buy your books. You see a pattern happening here? Well, what are you waiting for? Get on it. Welcome to the 430 movie. This is When Animals Attack We. Now, you're probably thinking, didn't you say at the end of last week's show that you were doing something called the Prince of Tide, Denzel Washington Week? Well, we were hoping you would forget that. But here's what happened. I'm going to part the curtain for a second. Steve Melching, Stephen Melching, as he's known to uh, people who aren't his friends, um, basically, it's his birthday, right? It was his birthday. And he came to us and he said, you know, that cocaine bear is very popular, very popular film this weekend. Maybe we should move up when animals attack and move Denzel down the line. Which, now, of which course, we, were we were planning you know, to do the animals show in a couple of weeks. We thought, you know what? It's timely now, right? It's very yeah. timely. It's very much of, of the moment. And it won't be of the moment in a couple of weeks because people don't really, you know, stick with things. Nothing endures. So so we said, OK, well, Steve, it's your birthday if that's what you want. But we know that being the only one of us that prepares, you probably be working on Denzel for weeks. And now at the last second. We're switching we it switched up. it on you. Well, I, I have been working on Denzel for weeks because I thought we were going to do Denzel last week, but we didn't. We did the Oscar show instead, right? So you did were we over-prepared. I was prepared in advance. But, you know, wow. I, I think we actually missed an opportunity. We assumed that the appropriate week to celebrate Cocaine Bear With would be when animals attack week. What we didn't think about was maybe it, it could have been Cocaine Week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's true. You know, so let's do that real quick. So, okay, there's Martin Scorsese's. Uh, uh, what is it? The Wizard of Wall Street. What is it? Mm -hmm. the, the, the Wall Star Street. Wall Wolf, Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Scarface. Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Wizard Wizard Scarface. Is, uh, Scarface. Yeah. yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The Oscar. No. Um, yeah. Uh, anything produced in the seventies. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this in the 70s. yeah, that's right. Well, I, I got to tell you, you all remember when we did Monkey Business Week and how irate I was, how how unenthused I was about that. Well, I'm going to be honest with you because you've been listening, hopefully, for a long time. You're a fan of the show. Look, as you know, I prefer to do the pretentious stuff. Pre-code films, silence, not dumbness like when Animal Attacks Week. I mean, I Mark just... Mark hates I, animals. He just hates animals. I don't hate animals. I <laughs> love animals. delicious, sir. No, no I, the freshman. I, I want to head something off before we get into uh, Wednesday's Chiller Box of Hell, um, starring Ashley. Uh, Ashley, when Animal Attacks Week does not include... The Muppet Animal. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's just cut that out right now. Well, does it? Does that? Maybe it does. But Fozzie might be a cocaine bear. Oh my God! <laughs> Muppets Scarface. <laughs> Let me introduce to my little friend. <laughs> oh my friend. gosh! Oh. First, first you get the power. And then you get uh, something else. The money. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, because Fozzie, Fozzie is really Stephen Bauer, isn't he? Kermit yeah. is Scarface. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, and then who's Mary Elizabeth Antonio? The sister. Oh, you know, man. Uh, I don't think I don't it's Miss Piggy. I don't think it's Miss Piggy. It's I think Miss Piggy, Piggy no. is Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle yes. Pfeiffer yes. is Miss Piggy. So yeah. who's the sister that's well, Stephen? It, it has to be, uh, uh, what's her name? From the Janice. from the band, the Janice. band Janice. It has to be Janice, right? Okay, well Jim that's good. And then, okay, I got to ask you, Dawn's Prairie Dawn, <laughs> Prairie Dawn. Yes. Thank you. And then and then, but here now, here who's Robert Logia? You mean Logia? Yeah, Robert Logia. <laughs> no, not Pete Logia. <laughs> Who is Robert and, Logia? And, and Pete Potwistle as Robert Logia as the Beaver. <laughs> I mean, is that Sam the Sam the Animal? Uh, say, Sam, Sam the Eagle? No, probably not. Sam, I want to say Sam the, Sam the Animal. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's the Swedish Chef. No, it's not. The Rudy Swedish Rudy Chef Rudy could Rudy. be like the uh, uh, um, what's it, Patrick Bouchot or whoever who plays the, the 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 head of the. Oh, Mark Margolis. That could be a oh, good yeah. one. That could yeah. be Beaker. Mark Margolis could be Beaker. You know, he's the hitman they sent down to help uh, uh, Tony with <laughs> the hit. <laughs> yeah, and he, he he communicates with a little bell. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then who, who's the human in this one? The human. Uh, the human. No, it, Brian De Palma's Muppet Scarface. I love this. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it just Michelle Pfeiffer? Is I was going to say, that might be the best choice, is Michelle <laughs> yeah. Pfeiffer. Oh, man. Michelle, so Michelle Pfeiffer is the human, and everybody else is Muppets. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is the human. The human. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really should just be Michael Caine. I don't know who he Michael plays. But it should just be Michael Caine. Listen, Scarface, you you you're traveling on dangerous lines. <laughs> he could be uh, the why guy don't that you they shut up, Michael Caine. <laughs> He's like the guy they were... one movie. Can't get rid of him. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just oh, Next I mean, week I could on the see, Muppet Four Thirty movie. Uh, <laughs> this would be I really of all the ones we've done, the Muppet Scarface. I would love to see. Like, they got to be somebody who listens to the show out there who's like, I'm going to go out and make this. 
Because <laughs> it's not going to be us. No, it's not. Gonna be us. We're not those guys. We're idea guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, and in fact, that's where we're doing Animals Attack Week. Animals Attack Week. So, uh, who's seen the cocaine bear? I've seen I, the cocaine. I've seen the cocaine bear. Yeah. What'd you guys think? I fucking loved it. I just I laughed the entire time. It has like one of the best chase sequences that I've ever seen. The bear chasing an ambulance is just chef's kiss uh it's it's crazy violent it's weird it never takes itself seriously it mm. it doesn't but it doesn't like it's not a send up either it's like it's just kind of got the uh, very tight control of its tone um and it just has some great just little moments that are just fantastic yeah, there's, there's a scene when someone gets shot and unexpectedly and my wife <laughs> laughed for like a minute straight yeah. <laughs> she just kept laughing so it's really gory you know effect of somebody getting shot and she just would not it, stop laughing it's just wow. the, the movie is like that it's just you cannot believe what you're watching but you're also dying and i can't wait to see the uh the sequel i think where cocaine bear becomes an agent in hollywood <laughs> <laughs> wow I would hire combine that, that with Tom Cruise week. It could be That's Les right. Grossman. <laughs> wow. uh, so, Darren, what about you? Uh, is this on your dance card? Are you interested in seeing the cocaine bear? Uh, you know, I'm, I've been so busy the last couple of weeks. I haven't had any time to go out at all. So uh, I'm hoping to uh, see it, if not uh, in a theater, then certainly when it comes to streaming. And I have to tell you guys, no interest. None. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Been, you were burned by snakes on a plane. I'm not I falling for that again. I just I, I saw the trailer. Didn't interest me then. I mean, maybe the fact you guys liked it, you know, goes up a little bit. Like I maybe you know, but I'm not not that really don't really well, care. The, I'd say the trailer gives you almost everything you need to, in, to understand. It's like the the joy of it is in just the sheer bug insanity of like. <laughs> When you just when you think like it's gone over the top, it just finds a new top to go over. Mm. Like, or it just has like the most amazing just little moments of you expect the violence and then something very violent doesn't mm. happen. Um, like say sleep. Well, if the, if the beer, uh, the, the beer, the if beer, the bear, cocaine yeah. beer, cocaine beer is not a good combo, dude. If the bear gets nominated for a SAG award next year, maybe I'll see it. I don't well, know. So far, it's the best picture of 2023. <laughs> yeah, that's not saying much now, is it? It's really, it's, it's not saying much about 2023, but it's, a, I would say that it is this year's unbearable weight of massive talent so far. Ooh, unbearable. Well, what, I said, yeah, unbear, uncocaine bearable weight of no, I can't, I can't wait for cocaine shark. I'm sure Anthony Ferranti will get on that right away. Well, you know that there was a whole thing about um, a bunch of like a couple million honking, obviously not a million tons of like cocaine getting dumped into the Pacific Ocean and like sharks getting into it. And the best thing was the account, the marketing account for cocaine bear, like responded to like the writer's report. About mm. like somewhere in the Pacific, dropped like all of this, and it's like just the the tweet from Cocaine Bear is just, yeah. But where specifically though? Asking <laughs> a friend. <laughs> it's awesome. every everything, every bear, all at once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we didn't talk about that during Oscar week much. No, uh, we didn't. And and we didn't talk about the Oscar, which we always talk about the Oscar during Oscar week. And for our new listeners, 
you know, if if if, if you know, we we apologize, but you must, you simply must. By uh, Kino Lorber put out a beautiful Blu-ray of the Oscar, uh, written by the late great Harlan Ellison. It's it's probably one of the worst movies ever made, <laughs> and and one of the most enjoyable. So um, while we're talking about you know cocaine beer, it just makes me think. You know, the Oscars out there too. Well, and, and I'll no tell one. you, if you if you don't want to drop the green on the disc, but I do recommend you do because it's a beautiful transfer and there's a great audio commentary track. It is playing on Turner Classic Movies in March, I noticed. Uh, so Ooh. I don't know if this episode will drop in time for you to uh, record it, but it is. Uh, I did notice it on the schedule. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Well, look, today's we're going to be talking about movies where animals... I can't even say this with a straight face. <laughs> movies where animals... How do we go from Denzel Washington to this? <laughs> Steve, are you sure you're prepared? Because we can go back to Denzel. Uh, when Denzel Washington attacks week. Oh come on! This is going to be a fun one. I, I okay. think I think there's a lot of movies that you're not considering. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like there's a uh, there's one that's like just uh, freaking straight down the middle. That's like if if you don't pick it, I will be astonished. But yeah, you're right. I I know. I I I I'm 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 not going to pick Night of the Lepus now. I knew you were oh, planning. You, you I knew you were planning even for me weird to... things this week because you forgot that Wednesday <laughs> that was one of my choices. Thing. By the way, oh damn it. Uh -oh. Okay. Well, there you Ruined. go. Well, I'm glad. Ruined. Thanks very much. I'm glad I've eliminated it from the because <laughs> it's not fair to D. Kelly after his amazing <laughs> career that he'd be remembered for this film. So I'd rather not show up ever again. <laughs> Just for that. <laughs> oh, to, to, you okay. know, leak. Okay. Every night, night of the lepus. Okay, so we're talking Animals Attack Week, and as always, um, we start on Monday with Mr. Stephen Melching. Well, I'll tell you the 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 subject of animals attacking. It's one of the classic, you know, forms of drama that we learn about in school. It's man versus nature. Sure. And it is a it is a very primal fear that all humans have going back, you know, to our earliest days when humans were prey. And I think it's one of those things that people have a deep subconscious fear of being attacked and killed and eaten by an animal. And yeah. I think that makes it a pretty potent subject uh, for storytelling and 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 certainly, you know, movies can take it to, you know, sometimes absurd uh, extremes, but also very suspenseful uh, and and uh, you know unexpected extremes. So um, when when I sat down to consider what movie I would pick for Monday, I, I narrowed it down to two choices. My my first choice is one that I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast has heard of. Probably all of you guys have seen it on the panel, so we could discuss it. Uh, and Are it's we a, a panel? Movie. Are we a panel? Really a panel. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're a round table. We're a, just some a, guys. Look, there's guys hanging out. Hosts. Hosts. The hosts uh, are the most. Your, your fellow hosts. And, and the other movie is more obscure. Uh, I, 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 we have a pretty erudite audience, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners have not seen or not even anymore. heard of this movie. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have seen this movie either. I, I might have showed it at a Hidden Treasures because uh, I had it on Laserdisc. Mm. So I'm not sure which movie to pick. I'm leaning towards the more popular one that we can all talk about. So I guess I'll go with that, and I'll talk about the other one for Friday. And you're not giving us enough credit, or maybe <laughs> you're giving us too much credit. <laughs> but uh, this movie is uh, uh, from 2005. It's a documentary uh, made by one of my favorite filmmakers and documentarians, oh, Werner Herzog. Oh, great! I knew it. 
And of course, I'm talking mm. about Grizzly Man. For 13 years, Timothy Treadwell lived among the grizzly bears in the Alaskan wilderness. During that time, he shot over 100 hours of videotape until 2003, when he was killed by one of the bears he had sworn to protect. Well, I'm here with one of my favorite bears. It's Mr. Chocolate. Hi, Mr. Chocolate. He's been with me for over a decade, and he's been my good friend. Oh, he's a big bear. He's a big bear. A very big bear. Wow. When you spend a lot of time with bears day after day, there's a calling that makes you want to come in and, and spend more time in the world. Expedition 2001, I came here and protected the animals as best I could. In fact, I'm the only protection for these animals out here. Animals rule, Timothy conquered. He tended to want to become a bear. Most times I'm a kind warrior out here. Occasionally I am challenged, and in that case, the kind warrior must, must, must become a samurai. I think he had lost sight of what was really going on. He got what he was asking for, he got what he deserved. Come here and try to do what I do, you will die. You will die here. We need more rain! Melissa is eating her babies! Ah, uh, Timothy, I'm getting a bad feeling about you. I can smell death all up my fingers. I will die for these animals, I will die for these animals, I will die for these animals. Now the Longhorns are gone, and the Drovers are gone, the Comanches are gone. This is my life. This is what I do. I love it. Geronimo's gone. And he says, if I don't come back, it's what I want. And the Lion is gone, and the Red Wolf is gone. And that's my story here. For me, Timothy Treadwell, the kind warrior. Uh, the doc <laughs> documentary that uh, tells the story of Timothy Treadwell, who was a uh, idiot, He's sort of a, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, misguided uh, enthusiast. Guy, enthusiast, amateur enthusiast, who spent 13 summers traveling up to the uh, Katmai National uh, Park in Alaska uh, with a video camera to document and protect quote unquote, the grizzly bear that he insisted were uh, uh, being victim uh, victims of poaching, even though the forest service has said there've never been a documented case of a grizzly bear being poached in that park. Uh, nor has when there you been a know case. you should scramble them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nor had there been a fatal grizzly bear attack uh, in the park until... <laughs> Spoiler alert, <laughs> Spoiler Timothy alert. Treadwell and his poor uh, girlfriend were were killed by, by grizzly bears. Um, and I, I just find this a fascinating movie. Uh, it, it's, it was originally going to be, uh, I think it started out as more of a, a dramatic uh, adaptation of this guy's life until Werner Herzog came into the picture and he convinced... Uh, the executor of Treadwell's estate to share with him the hundred plus hours of videotape footage wow. yeah. that that Treadwell had recorded uh, during his years in the forest, and so uh, Herzog uh, created this this film out of uh, contemporary interviews 
some archival footage, uh, including an appearance that Treadwell made on David Letterman's show, wow. where Dave joked that he was going to get eaten, oh. and uh, and Treadwell's uh, own footage, and he created, I think, a pretty Are these remarkable. The same guys that created uh, Jason Bourne. No, that's Treadstone, Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was confused there for a second. That's okay. Teapot whistle. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's a, I think it's a pretty remarkable film. It's it, if Herzog finds great poetry and whimsy in the footage, uh, he put together a terrific soundtrack, and and I think he he tells uh, I, I think kind of a moving story of this lost soul who I think was really sincere. Uh, but overly were obviously overly romanticized these bears and did not understand the the type of, you know, he thought he had one kind of relationship with the bears and the bears had a totally different idea. Um, <laughs> like Siegfried and Roy. Yes, but he found meaning and he thought he was doing good. He thought mm. he was educating children and people about the bears and he thought he was protecting them. Um and and you know, I, I I always find those sort of quixotic stories just kind of melancholy and and fascinating. So that that's my pick for Monday. If you haven't seen this movie, it's not gory. Although some of the descriptions when people talk about what happened is pretty disturbing. Um, there was an audio recording of the bears uh, killing uh, the two people, but it does not appear in the film, so you, you don't have to listen well, to it. Well, that's a letdown. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Faces of death. <laughs> I think that's a great pick, and I think it automatically just is a is almost a perfect rebuttal to Mark's objection uh, because it is it's a it's a great film. It's a great serious film, um, and you know it's Werner Herzog, and he's like got this very interesting point of view on this guy, and what he finds is just this very fascinating character who is kind of in love with death. I mean, it's. It's it's a it's an interesting watch. It's 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 upsetting because you you know how it's gonna end, and it's tragic. It's like tragic and sad. On the other hand, you're kind of like, well, I guess he died doing what he loved, <laughs> being stupid with bears. But, but but still, it's like you you don't you're not laughing through this movie. Let me just tell you, you know, you're just like it. it you're struck by the by this guy's humanity in in his earnestness you know he's not pulling a scam he's not playing a game it's like he loves these animals um and you know I, i'm sure that he like imagines that he's jane you know goodall or diane fossey or or uh or is it diane goodall and jane fossey i don't know this is a 430 movie it could be anything he's, uh, <laughs> he's jane goodall and, and and bob fossey Bob Fox, <laughs> happy, happy bears, happy little bears. I just want to know if the uh, if the film answers the age old question: Does the bear uh, defecate in the woods? Because uh, uh, I, I think that well, we we know what it defecates in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it defecates Timothy Treadwell. <laughs> wow, <laughs> man, too soon, too soon. <laughs> but there, you know, there there are uh, moments. You know, Herzog does find humor. Yeah, uh, in the movie as well. There's a great sequence uh, with these with these foxes that he's uh, timid that kind of uh, have their den near his tent, and they they steal what his. What did hat. the fox say? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, give me that says, hat. Where are you going with that hat? <laughs> the fox says, "Stay the hell away from the bears." <laughs> you idiot. 
<laughs> well, I have to say, Steve started us off on a much stronger footing than I anticipated with this week. <laughs> so let's see if Darren can you, you have to learn the, the lesson of Timothy Treadwell. Do not underestimate the, the, Don't uh, underestimate the, the wilderness. The bear. The bear. <laughs> well, you know, I'm two with nature, so it's very easy for me to underestimate the wilderness. Um, Darren, Dr. Man, Tuesday, what are we watching? I'm going to stray a little off the beaten path. And I'm going to take us into a a strange land, a a land that exists between uh, between wealth and poverty, between uh, uh, acting and unemployment, uh, between William Shatner and the Kingdom of the Spiders. <laughs> An unknown species of horror is born as science fiction becomes science fact. If you find any problems out there, go over, please. Just keep it to yourself. Zubert Colby's. He's found another 20 or 30 hills just like the one we burned. I mean, this right here is scientific phenomenon. As you know, all species of megalomorphs are cannibalistic. If you put them together, they'll kill each other off. They just don't colonize like ants or bees do. An army of deadly predators searching, destroying anything in their path. Why did they come? What do they want? In the tradition of the great science fiction thrillers, Dimension Pictures presents Kingdom of the Spiders. Starring William Shatner, Tiffany Pauling, Woody Strode, and introducing Althadis Davis. Spiders in this area have organized themselves into an aggressive army. I've never seen anything like it. One minute they weren't there, and the next minute they were everywhere. Jump at a girl! Listen, there's thousands of them out there. We'll never make it. Why haven't we heard from the sheriff? He must know we're trapped in here. I'm telling you, I don't think we should chance it. Nightmares will never be the same. Kingdom of the Spiders, the next victim could be you. I saw 19, that one coming a mile away. 1977, <laughs> uh, directed by the great John Bud Cardos, uh, written by Richard Robinson and Alan Callew. And it's uh, it sure is something. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the movies ever made. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, you know, it, it features Bill Shatner and uh, uh, the great Woody Strode from mm -hmm. Spartacus uh, slumming it uh, in this kingdom of spiders, appropriately named. Um, it's, uh, you know, Bill plays this uh, sort of a, he plays a country doctor he, yeah. uh, that, that is visiting this uh, out of the way sort of uh, small community. He's Dr. McCoy. And, uh, He's he's basically playing Doctor McCoy, and he he uh, he meets up with his uh, his I believe his girlfriend at the time, Marcy Lafferty, and uh, they were married uh, shortly around that time. Um, it's terrible. It really <laughs> is, um, the, because the it, it does have some creepy moments in it. However, it has uh, it has a great shot where 
Bill walks out into the outside and everything is covered in spider webs. The world is covered. The kingdom has uh, revealed itself. The thing is, though, they're using these uh, these smoked out tarantulas that uh, basically are sleeping and. Uh, and they they place one on Bill's cheek, and he's he's one on his hand, and he's going oh oh oh, it's it's awful, <laughs> and and but it's also wonderful to see this sort of created tension of uh, of these spiders everywhere. That uh, you know, I'm I'm sure more spiders were killed on this production than any ever before. Um, it's uh, it's. It's really awful, and poor Bill. He uh, he tried his best to uh, convey the terror of uh, being a, an un, unwilling uh, 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 servant of the king spiders uh, around. That uh, it's it's just it's just so bad. But it's it has all the qualities of a of a bad but good movie. Um, well, except the good part. That's so funny. That is so funny, Darren. I'll tell you a funny story about Kingdom of the Spiders. When it was coming out on DVD for the first time, or maybe in mm -hmm. Shout Factory or the equivalent at the time, I think BC yeah. Eclipse was doing it. And um, they came to me and they said, uh, we want you to interview Shatner for the behind the scenes uh, material on Kingdom of the Spiders, which I'd never seen, by the way. And, uh -huh. um, and, and I said, why? Why me? They said, because we don't think Shatner's going to want to talk about it. We figured if we told him you were doing the interview, he'd be more inclined to do it. So, uh -huh. <laughs> so I, I, I said, okay, fine. Um, I hadn't watched the movie. Then I watched the movie and I'm like, can I get out of this? <laughs> and they're like, oh, we no, no, we really want you to do it. I said, okay. So I ended up interviewing him you know, for like 40 minutes about uh, Kingdom of the Spiders. And I'm glad because I probably would have not watched it under other circumstances. Right. And everything Darren just said is entirely true. But Shatner <laughs> is riveting because he he is he's, a bottle he's of charisma. Giving it, he's giving it his all. Like he always and does. Like he always does. And, uh, you know, I think if, if, there was a, uh, if there was an award for best acting with shitty spiders, uh, he would have gotten it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, there are some scary parts in it, moderately. You know. Some intentional, uh, some not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's goofy and it's, it's fun to uh, watch with a bunch of drunk friends. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Kingdom of the Spiders, remember, the animal kingdom does include the arachnids. So there you go. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and that was... Uh, so there you are. That's that one was, that would probably actually was on the 430 movie. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I feel like I saw it on the Perhaps. 430 movie. <laughs> Look, it's a masterpiece compared to Night of the Lepus, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Which definitely was on the 430 movie, Night of the Lepus. That's where I saw it. It was. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing D. Kelly's in it. I got to watch this. Well, <laughs> remember, so remember Night, of the, Night of the Lepus is only, it's, it's one night. This yeah, is exactly. a, a whole week in the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> so true so true okay tuesday that was kingdom of spiders which brings us dare i say to wednesday and ashley edward miller so wednesday wednesday is always fun um but in Not this always. case i'm going out of the box by diving <laughs> back into the box uh, and i'll preface this all by saying that look i am only one 
generation removed from the hills of Pennsylvania, of Western Pennsylvania. Uh, hunting is a thing in my family. My, uh, my uncle is an excellent hunter. He is a crazy good shot. Uh, and he knows what he's doing. He has like the best animal encounter stories. Like, cause you know, people will get exotic pets. They'll let them go. They're up there. He's, he's seen it all in the mountains of Pennsylvania. He told me a story once, um, about, uh, how, you know, he was out deer hunting and he had packed up all of his stuff into the truck. He was done for the day. And as he was heading back, uh, to the, to the, to the deer stand to get his, like his, his lunch bucket, uh, there was a doe and the doe comes up to him and it really freaked him out because deer don't do this. Right. It's like, it can only mean one thing that that animal is rabid. Like something is deeply wrong with it. So he manages to back up to the deer stand. He climbs up and he waits and he waits. He doesn't have his gun. There's nothing he can do. He can only wait out the deer. So he waits and he waits and he waits. Finally, the doe leaves. He gets into his truck. He drives away. A couple days later, he is working outside the barn. And uh, the neighbor comes up to him and says, hey, have you seen my pet deer up on the mountain? My uncle's, wait a minute, you, you have a pet deer? Yeah, yeah, she's a doe. Um, she likes to come up to you and like ask for food. Her name is Daisy. Uh, so my uncle realized that he had been treed by a domesticated deer <laughs> named Daisy. Okay, now, now look, he's a, <laughs> this is a man's man, all right? This is a guy that if you were making a movie about his life, Liam Neeson would play him. Uh which is a very particular set of skills. We don't only work on animals. Uh, but uh, that brings me to, to my pick uh, for Wednesday. Wednesday's pick is a movie from 2011. Um, it's a sort of a departure for the director of this film, Joe Carnahan. Um, it's called The Gray. There's not a second goes by when I'm not thinking of you in some way. To see your face, feel your hands in mine. In the gray, Liam Neeson plays, basically, he's a professional hunter, survival expert, that kind of thing. His job is to protect uh, oil rig workers in Alaska, uh, you know, from predators and all that other stuff. And uh, 
they're on a flight, their plane crashes, like in the ass end of nowhere in the Alaskan wilderness, the harshest possible conditions. I mean, things are bad as it is. You're in a plane crash in hell. Let me tell you, having like spent some time in the Arctic Circle. With Santa Claus. With Santa Claus. <laughs> Come on, like, don't make it sound Santa so tough. I was like, in the alone. Arctic Circle with Santa. <laughs> let alone Liam Neeson, right? It's like Santa Claus, Liam Neeson. It doesn't matter. It's cold. It sucks. It's like it's not like a place that you want to spend outside for a very long time and not know where you are, where your next meal is coming from. But they've got a much bigger problem. Their problem is they are being hunted uh, by a pack of wolves that think mm -hmm. that they are a competing pack that has invaded their territory. So it's kind of like the Warriors, actually. Now that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but come out and play, Greg. <laughs> Warriors. Uh, it's a it's it's a it's a tense little thriller. The action is great. I mean, it's it's Joe Carnahan who, like, at yeah. his best, uh, puts together just really great tight. Uh, sequences like and he's just sort of very into like these these sorts of um, heightened uh, situations like the best version of this is a movie that would have worked in cocaine week uh, narc <laughs> you know but it's like he does stuff like smoke and aces which is bananas which is going to be a Wednesday pick someday for something um, you know or Chris Pine did, week Chris Pine <laughs> week on the 430 movie I, Chris Pine is unhinged in that film in just a great way. Um, anyway, the the movie is terrific. Uh, Carnahan um, wrote and directed. He co-wrote it with uh, the with the guy who wrote um, the uh, the short story that it was based on, um, called the Ghost Walker, which I think, pursuant to uh, to to Steve's pick. Uh, was actually the, in the short story, and I haven't verified this because I haven't read the short story, um, that in the short story, they're not being hunted by wolves. It's actually rogue grizzly bears that are just kind of clumped together, which is not a thing that I would want to have happen to me. I understand <laughs> that the book is quite good. Um, he expanded it like into a, into a novella. Um, anyway, it's really well done. Um, it is positively restrained for Joe Carnahan, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you haven't seen, you know, that much, you know, people that much snow on their face and scar face. Uh, it's, <laughs> it is, it's, the action is great. And it just, it, it takes itself seriously in all the right ways. Yeah. That's what I really wanted to see when it came out, but I, for, for whatever reason, I missed it. And it's, it's, it was on my list for today. And, and after hearing you talk about it, it's gone higher up my list. Uh, to watch because yeah it looked cool when it came out and i've heard nothing but good things about it i i did see it in the theater and it was uh, very enjoyable mm -hmm. i had no interest in seeing it but after hearing you talk about it i actually do want to see it actually <laughs> it sounds very it sounds very interesting i remember it got a lot of great reviews and i couldn't understand how that was possible but uh <laughs> it's mark hates animals <laughs> but, but that's not i like domesticated animals uh like the little deer that went up to yeah, his see, uncle <laughs> <laughs> it's a little dear. Movie pitch, isn't it? Like <laughs> Rudolph. It could have been Rudolph. Okay, so uh, that's um, 
No, it's a, it sounds like a great well, pickup. Yeah, yeah. Ashley's story is one one small detail away from being a tragedy. It is. Uh, yeah, it, totally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bambi. If your uncle had his rifle with Bambi. him. It could have been he was kind of, My uncle was kind of doubly screwed <laughs> because, you know, it, yes, he was separated from his weapon. So if the, if the deer was rabid, if he got bit, that would suck. But the other thing is you can't just pop off and shoot a deer. Yeah. No. <laughs> shoot a doe you can't yeah. kill the doe so it's it's you know it's it's really between sort of a rock and a hard place but, but then it's a sort of he, lovely... my fair lady yeah. he needed the doe oh <laughs> oh bad jokes. he bad needed jokes. the money wait what <laughs> we need the eggs um wow okay no seriously in all seriousness that sounds really good i want to see it I do want to. That's what I love about the show. I love when something comes up that you have no interest in, or you haven't heard of, or you did hear of it, but you didn't really find it very interesting. And then you know, say, "Oh, I want to look into this movie. I want to watch this movie." And this is a case of wanting to watch that movie. So good, good work, Ashley. Thank Gray. you. So I'm, I'm shocked, but <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Which, uh, which of course brings us now to Thursday, and my pick is Norman Jewison's A Soldier Story. Oh, wait, you're not doing Denzel. <laughs> I got this email that said we were doing Denzel week, but apparently that's not the case. And and I can't pick, I can't pick Annie Hall because I picked it last week, Woody Allen versus Spider. So, a shark. You got a dead shark in Annie Hall. Yeah, you got and a dead shark lobsters. in there as well. Yeah, right. You got all kinds of animals attacking. Yeah. Lobsters, dead sharks, spiders. But I, I picked Annie Hall last week. I'm, I'm nearly certain that there's wolves outside. <laughs> well, you mentioned uh, you, you mentioned Michael Caine earlier. There's a Michael Caine movie you could pick. Well, it's so funny you say that, Steve. <laughs> you sort of ruined it for me because oh, I no. know what I thought. What you guys were gonna, you know, you said, "Oh, we know what you're gonna go for," and it's not crap. You, you know, you thought I was gonna pick Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, which is a great pick for Friday. And I will absolutely uh, advocate for it when we get there, but. My pick, in deference to what a shit week this is, I am picking, I'm not going with a great movie. I am going with perhaps one of the worst movies of all oh, time. Oh, starring no, the great this. Michael, no, starring the great <laughs> Michael Caine, oh, Catherine Kane. Ross, Richard oh, Widmark, Richard Chamberlain, Jose Ferrer, oh. old Bob Slim Pickens himself, and the last film to star Fred McMurray, Oh, How the Mighty Have Fallen, Irwin oh, Allen's The Swarm. For more than 20 years, scientists have known that a swarm of killer bees has been headed towards the United States. Now, Warner Brothers presents Irwin Allen's The Swarm. We have visual contact. Identify a black mass here. A moving black mass. We have been invaded by an enemy far more lethal than any human force. Starring Michael Caine, Catherine Ross, Richard Widmark, Richard Chamberlain, Olivia de Havilland, Ben Johnson, Lee Grant, Jose Ferrer, Patty Duke Aston, Slim Pickens, Bradford Dillman, Fred McMurray, and Henry Fonda. A story of courage and sacrifice. Since the 30s, when families by the thousands fled the Oklahoma Dust Bowl, has a thriving American community had to be totally evacuated until today. Its size is immeasurable. Its power is limitless. 
Its enemy is man. The war that I've always talked about has finally started. Mile by mile, city by city, it moves, leaving in its wake a path of destruction. Say, Crane, when are we gonna stop this massacre? Irwin Allen's The Swarm. It is more than speculation. It is a prediction. The Swarm is coming. <laughs> oh, <my>. Now, <laughs> the, the Swarm is about the swarm. A, a swarm of Africanized killer bees on their way to Houston. And they're going to take out a nuclear power plant. Yeah, they're coming to the <laughs> ultimate fantasy convention. And uh, this movie, okay, this movie has, I would say, has nothing redeeming about it, but it does. It has the greatest, one of the greatest Jerry Goldsmith scores of all time, The yeah. Swarm. He even makes the music sound like bees. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, The Swarm, I, no kidding. It's like, it's up there with Star Trek, the motion picture, it's the Russia house. It's orchestra. Altergeist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a B-level <laughs> orchestra. It's all the key of um, But the score, <laughs> and La La Land put it out as a two-disc set recently. It's so great. The score, the Jerry Goldsmith score is so great. And this movie has no right to have a score that's good. I mean, this is why Jerry has a reputation of like, he could take the worst movie and do a great score. He did it all the and time. And often did. Yeah. And often did. You know, I mean, like you can't count how many movies it was, but the swarm is just horrifying. I mean, there are these awful shots of bees, uh, you take <laughs> swarming around Texas, you know, attacking kids, attacking people. You know, these and, and the funny thing is, Irwin Allen may have been a great producer with stuff like Poseidon Adventure, and but he actually directs the swarm, and it's yeah. unwatchable. And you know, it's funny. I was like deciding which is worse. Nightwing or The Swarm. But I'm like, The Swarm is worse and it has Jerry's score. You know, Nightwing is just terrible, right? Killer bats. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, I got to lean into when animals attack week. I'm going to go for the worst animal. I mean, I'm not going to give you Jaws. I'm not going to give you the good <laughs> stuff because it's a dumb week. So I'm going with The oh, Swarm. and sab uh, sabotaging. <laughs> no, I'm not week. because, you know what? No one will watch this movie and we're doing... We're doing guilty pleasures in a few weeks, but I don't know if this is a pleasure. I do know it's guilty. And, um, <laughs> I, I, but I do think, you know, and the funny thing is you, you want to watch the version on home video because it's 20 minutes longer. I think maybe be more than that than the theatrical cut. I don't know how it's possible that they could think anyone wanted to see more of this movie. They wanted to hear more of the score. If you're, yeah, exactly. But if you're going to watch the home video version, you know, watch it because it just has so much more um, going on. But, you know, Michael Caine famously said about, you know, Jaws 4, I never saw it, but I saw the house it bought me. Um, yeah. You know, the swarm is probably the house he bought his aunt or the house he bought his kid. Because, you know, I mean, it is just, I mean, what a cast. And it's just, oh, yeah. it was that, but it also is part of that era of the 70s where it was just, I mean, it was the MCU of the 70s. It was just 
your star-studded disaster picture after star-studded disaster picture. And we <laughs> remember the great star-studded disaster after star-studded <laughs> well, disaster. We, we remember like Towering Inferno and Poseidon Adventure and all the air, our airport movies. But, Earthquake. You know, but then there's all the like when time forgot and uh, when Pete, you know, things ran out when time ran out and. Um, <laughs> Just earth, and right, and we remember Earthquake, but there are all these terrible movies like The Swarm, which were trying to cash in on that formula that just missed the mark completely. I mean, there's it, nothing scary about Killer Bees, and even just you, you, uh, the way they right, speak, speak for yourself. As I, I, I would, I, you know, I, I don't know where you were, but when I was a kid, I, I have a kind of a bee phobia, I guess. Mm. Uh, maybe, you know, yeah, me too. So I'm terrified of bees. I'm, I, honeybees, I'm okay with now, but. I was scared shitless by killer bees in the semi. Mm. It was all over the news. Like they're invading North America. They're going to be, you know, in Texas soon. They're going to be in California. I'm thinking like, I want to live in California, but there's going to be killer bees there. You know, that's a good point. Because and fire it, ants. Well, yes. you know, that, that, that's, a good, that's a good point, though, that Steve's making about the killer bees. Because it's like those other 70s phenomena, like Bigfoot, where, you know, Bigfoot would be the $6 million man, because everyone talked about Bigfoot. And the Bermuda Triangle, everything had the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> or ancient astronauts, like Cherry the Guy. Mm -hmm. And killer bees were, like, right on that list. Yeah. You know, like, oh, the killer bees, they're coming. Watch out! The swarm. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, um, I, I mean, I, I forget how see, the, the I trailer see a double went. Feature, a double feature with uh, the swarm and the sting. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know this is long before cgi so you know even i'm horrified by how they made it they took the stingers off all the bees so that well, the sure. people could have the actors could have bees on them so they could have fun and, with them you know and so like these people like jose ferrer who's like you know looks like one step from the grave but he wasn't because he would come back and be in dune but you know, it's like, oh, Fred, Fred McMurray just looks terrible. But to have them all flailing their arms, covered in bees, it's just like a bad Sarah Live skit. I probably should admit this, but I actually bought this movie on Blu-ray a couple of years ago. It was on sale because I hadn't seen it since it was on TV when I was a kid. Like, oh, I gotta go check out the Swarm. And I swear, I mean, isn't there a scene in it where there's like the the little boy discovered is like throwing rocks at something that the swarm and, yeah. and like yeah. angers the swarm and they come yeah. pouring out and. But okay, the best scene is when the boy is so traumatized he's in the hospital, and mm. he he sees like this <laughs> yes. giant bee over his the bed. Giant, giant It's like John Belushi or something. This giant <laughs> bee. And Michael Caine is like, awesome if it were John Belushi. Yeah. He's like, it's not real. Just reach out and touch it. It's it's, it's your nightmare. It's not true. <laughs> and then the kid like reaches out and it dis uh, and it dissolves away. And it's like, this is cinema. <laughs> we didn't ask to be bees. It's a bee. bee. To be or not to be. Oh my god. Wow. And then we're back. Yeah. So anyway, that's my pick for Thursday. The extended version wow. of the swarm. Wow. That's it's quite a, a week. What a week. <laughs> wow. We haven't even gotten to Friday. Now, I got a question. Was Is King Kong eligible? Oh, sure. He, yeah. He's, I mean, he's not. He's a puppet. King Kong is a puppet. <laughs> By the way, but you're saying he's not a real animal so that he's not eligible because he's a stop I mean, motion. I think I think the intent, the intent of this yeah, that's true. Is, is real animals. I, otherwise, I would have just picked Jaws, you know. 
Yeah, but so many of these are, are fake because like Cujo was a, you know, was. Yeah, um, but that was a real you know, dog. Bernard's are real. No, but yeah. they had like, um, <laughs> they had like, uh, uh, you know, he mechanical dog. It wasn't a real yeah, dog. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. about the puppet. It's about the. the oh, uh, whether they're a real animal or not. Yeah. So yeah. like Jaws 2, 3, and 4 would be eligible. Yes. But we did shark Blue week, Sea, so. however, would not be eligible <laughs> right. because there are deep no sharks sea. that have been. Deep Blue Sea. Did I say something else? What did you I said? Or the, blue, or the you said Blue Sea. Did you I? Said blue, I thought I said, you said Blue Sea. So would Jurassic <laughs> Park be eligible? No. But I, those are real I, animals. I, don't know. I, I, I disagree. I think I think Jaws and Jurassic Park and King Kong are technically eligible. Those I know are Jaws fantasy movies. Completely. Jaws completely are, eligible. Well, what those about are Orca? Movies. What about Orca? Orca, Orca totally for eligible. sure. Absolutely. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Orca. Yeah. I, I love I mean, these, ju- these rules. Jaws is sort of, however, inspired by, what's that? Sharknado. Sharknado, not eligible. Okay, okay. What about them? It's ants, but it's giant ants. Nope. You know, that's, uh, that's silly. Yeah. That's that's silly? As opposed to the swarm of capitalized The problem with giant ants is that, like, past a certain size, the ants would not be able to breathe. They would suffocate because there isn't enough oxygen in the air. It's so they could do Mr. Science damage before they died, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're dead. Great. Wednesday (laughs) is now Mr. Wizard Day. I'd hate to see the picnic. (laughs) Um, you You know what movie I did like that actually involved a real animal, Darren? Um, what? The Edge with um, yes. uh, Adam, uh, with Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin and, and, uh, and Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Yep. Um, Eric, Eric I thought Baldwin. that was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Another and a great video. Jerry Goldsmith score. Plane, plane, yeah. plane crashes in the mountains, and it's a story uh-huh. of survival against the elements and, and Bart the Bear. Uh, hunting them and trying to, hey. trying to eat them. Hey, Yogi. <laughs> you see Yeah, the- it's good, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, it's a terrific movie. It's a it's a uh-huh. great drama and uh, also a great survival story. Yeah. yeah, it's very solid, very beautifully made. Uh, and, great location. Uh, and, uh, you know, it gets along with uh, Bono. Now, since <laughs> Darren has all these rules about this week, I got to ask him, is Everyone alligator John, John Sayles alligator eligible? Sure. Yeah. Okay, great. Because this, week, was a real this week they just found an alligator in Prospect Park in New York. I know. Alligators in the sewers. Well, no, this is for real. This isn't Chud. Yeah. This is like real. This is alligators. Chud was real. <laughs> it happened. That was alligator, a not, alligator, you know, not a half bad movie. I actually watched that yeah. last year. I mean, it's John uh, Sales. Not, it's not half bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Sales. Uh, John Sales. Right? I, I was like, that was watching that. vaguely on my list because it's John Sales. I thought, well, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Actually, the most out there pick that I had for Wednesday um, and I decided against it because I felt like I just wanted to go with something more serious. Uh, and I actually like the gray um, is um, I mean, I like this movie, too, but it's out of the box is nope. Oh, I didn't see it yet. So I don't didn't say it either. I, 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 I have to see it. Um, but I will add that alligator kind of falls under the same sort of 70s urban legend thing as the killer sure. bees. Absolutely. Um, and piranha. Yeah. And, yeah. yes. and there was and crawl, crawl, which is basically alligators. Mm. Yeah, that's which was a couple that's of years crawl. ago. Yeah. I think oh, the crawl. Yeah, crawl. Yeah. Yeah. crawl. Yeah. Look, if I could the pick crawl. crawl every week, I would. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just because you love the glave. Now, glave um, and analyze that, Anthony. 
So I got so <laughs> I got to ask you know acknowledge good friends of ours, uh, Dean Devlin and, and and Jesse Alexander. Their film Eight Legged Freaks. Yeah, also at yeah. the same time, Frank Marshall did Arachnophobia. Absolutely. Yeah. That all tie into my other phobia of spiders. Yeah, Kingdom of the those, spiders. Are, those are terrifying. You're that reminds King. me of. Uh, of uh, tarantula exclamation point absolutely mm, uh, but, with uh, Clint but Eastwood what Darren Clint Eastwood is Clint Eastwood he, in that? he has a cameo as like one of the fighter pilots oh, I think he's like a, what uh, <laughs> no Larry that, the, that kind of falls of into the King Kong category yeah where it's giant it's mutant. giant and irradiated That's, and yeah you know it, so it falls giant monsters attack week is different <laughs> giant monsters attack right that would yeah. be like where we do king kong you know, technically like, godzilla could be considered no he can't because yeah. he's he's well, not real <laughs> it's like he's see this is we spent, in the roland emmerich version <laughs> we spent too much time talking about denzel washington we didn't have a chance to work out all the rules for this week <laughs> so it's just a free-for-all everybody's uh, going see, crazy with their crazy ideas Plymouth um, rock landed on king kong Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I I want to go all in on Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. How do you do? My name is Alfred Hitchcock, and I would like to tell you about our good friends, the birds. <laughs> That's the damnest thing I ever saw. Birds just don't go around attacking people without no reason. Yes, they attack the children, attack them. What's the matter with all the birds? Birds are not aggressive creatures, miss. They bring beauty into the world. Those gulls attack. Impossible. They came in right down the chimney. Why are they doing this? It's the end of the world. Are the birds going to eat us, Mommy? Get yourselves guns and wipe them off the face of the earth. That would hardly be possible. Mitch, don't! The five continents of the world contain more than a hundred billion birds. All at once, the birds were everywhere. Why don't you all go home? Lock your doors and windows. Did you get the windows in the attic? When do you think they'll come? What happens when you run out of wood? I don't know. You don't know? When will you know? When we're all dead? I think this is the most iconic, you know, uh, people love that, you know, terrify the movie that, you know, it has that great scene because the birds, let's face it, it's overrated. Not good. It's, I'm just going to say over yeah. it, but then it has that amazing scene, you know, where Tippy Hedren is sitting there and the birds start to land on the jungle gym um, mm -hmm. uh, outside uh, and, and one by one, suddenly he, he comes back to her and now there are all these birds that have landed yeah. and 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 uh it's um it, it you know that's such a the great birds scene have some it has some great scenes in it great shots yeah it frees good yeah, suspense it's it's mid mid-tier hitchcock for me it's I a agree. solid movie at, at best yeah 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 
I, I agree. Um, I mean, you can't compare it to his great films. You can't compare it to his good film. It's no Psycho. It's no North by Northwest. It's no Notorious. But, it's no 39 Steps. But like it's still Steve, a great Monster Attacks movie. It is. And also, I mean, look, I don't have a... I, I, I'm a little afraid of bees in the sense that, like, I... Uh, look, if they if they sting you, it's going to hurt a lot. Um, and if a bunch of them sting you, anaphylactic shock is not your friend. But I have a truly... Irrational fear of birds. I am an ornithophobe <laughs> par excellence. So I can't even watch the birds. Wow, like, that's I interesting. I cannot even look at it. So wow. to me, it is the scariest movie ever made. Even those little lovebirds in the stupid cage, I don't trust those little bastards either. Yeah, They're that's a good scene. <laughs> Actually, the beginning yeah. of that movie, before the birds go crazy, is pretty good. When Tippy Hedren, you know, shows up and she's work, you know, at the, the at the and gets the bird cage and she's trying to, I mean, there's some good stuff going on. I just rewatched it recently and it was better than I remembered it. It's still not a grade Hitchcock. Now, Darren, I have a question for you because of your yes, roles. Sir. Um, <laughs> this um, this is a, a you know something about the, with the with the rules. Um, and I don't remember what I was going to ask you, but I am going to say that I hear that The Ghost in the Darkness is a really good movie. I've oh, never seen is. that. Yeah, absolutely. it is really good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was that's on my I was on my list to bring it up. Was all, yeah, yeah, yeah lions, too. very dramatic. But but before oh. we go off the birds, I got I, I have a family connection to the birds that I wanted to talk, briefly yes. talk about. The the restaurant in in the town uh, that they hole up in was owned by my grandmother's cousin. And he appears in the film uh, as in exchange for uh, Hitchcock uh, shooting uh, in his restaurant parking lot. Oh, that's he, cool. And, huh. he's, and uh, uh, meeting Tippy Hedren at the dock when she comes across on the boat. And they, his name was Mitch. And they say something like, how is it going, Mitch? <laughs> so he's, he's actually... <laughs> he's that's great. They paid he's me for the use of my restaurant. <laughs> so, so, Darren, my, my question for you, because I'm not yes, sure sir. how the rules apply. The Lion King... Now, real lions don't sing, but uh, in that movie they do. So does that is that qualify or no? Because you got Scar and he's causing all kinds of mayhem. He's attacking Darth Vader, and uh, what's what's the deal with that? Because that's a great movie, The Lion King. I don't think you're taking this week seriously. I don't think he is either. Why? I I like The Lion King. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's a cartoon. But eligible. the lions, the animals don't attack. It's like yeah, they, don't they attack. do attack. They don't attack no, humans. They all oh, they you, attack each other. Lose. Okay, yeah. So but, really, this but, should be. But based on that, I want to bring up 1981's Noel Marshall movie Roar, also with Tippi Hedren oh. and her daughter Melanie Griffith. Mm -hmm. Wow, I don't even know that movie. Me neither. But that's it's amazing. bonkers. They, it's bonkers because they shot it for real, with with uh, uh, Tippi Hedren and her family surrounded by lions. It's like the original oh, Tiger crazy. King. Crazy. Yes, huh. yeah, it's cr absolutely crazy. Roar, huh? And yes, uh, look it up. It's horrific and weird and crazy. Okay, that's wow. fascinating. And Katy Perry's in it. <laughs> so, so, so the movie that I was wrestling with picking for Monday, uh, I'll mm -hmm. bring it up now. Uh, it's a movie, a French movie from 1989. French, French toast, French fries, <laughs> called Baxter, and the tagline for Baxter oh, is pig. "Beware of the dog that thinks." And it's about mm. a bull terrier, uh, and from largely from the the dog's point of view, who narrates the film 
as this sociopathic, you know, animal. And it is utterly fascinating. Uh, it's this, it, this so dog it's like is Benji a, meets Henry Porter to the serial killer. Yeah. So he's like, he's mm. in search of his purpose. He hates weakness. He hates fear. He hates love. He wants a human master who is like him. So he's, he he's basically kind of, about being French. Yeah. Ah. And he, he goes from, you know, uh, being adopted by a, an elderly woman who he ultimately can't stand and wants to murder to a young couple across the street that he's kind of obsessed with their sexuality. And then a young boy uh, who's a sociopath who develops a, a, a fascination with Hitler and is, is constructing a Hitler bunker in the junkyard and ha meets a girl That's that he called calls Ava Brown. <laughs> and this movie is crazy. Ugh. It's uh, it's really dark. It's but it's fascinating. It's a really great little French movie from 1989. Wow, man! I guess <laughs> it was crazy. a French movie if you hadn't well, just told us the plot description. <laughs> there are um, others to think about. There's obviously there's Cujo, yeah, um, and uh, I don't know if like if Monkey Shines counts. You know what actually should count? Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. No, maybe this doesn't count. Is the monkeys of the attack of the apes? Oh yeah, yeah that's sorry, true. What? But rise of the planet, rise of the planet. Oh of the yeah, apes. totally, totally. What about um, conquest of the planet of the apes? No, those are guys in. Those suits. aren't animals. Those are guys in suits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you 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 cast me. God, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's our job. That's right. <laughs> Well, there's a, a Betty White movie from a few years ago called Lake Placid about a yeah. giant oh, yeah. uh, crocodile. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Crocodile. Crocodile. Um, down in there, the yeah, David Kelly did that. Anaconda. That's crazy. Oh, and Anaconda. 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 That's another one. don't want none unless you've got buns. Buns, hun. That John <laughs> Voight performance in that <laughs> may be one of the great bad performances in the history yeah. of movies. It's it horrible. hugs you tighter than your lover. He's doing like this, like, like <laughs> what kind of accent he's doing? Colombian or something? I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. But, oh, my God, the dialogue in that. Oh, it's, it's awful. Uh, yeah, Congo. It's, uh, Congo. Congo. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. yeah. Another awful movie. Yeah, it's another Speaking awful of, movie. Yeah. There's, there's some one that was av like one of those movies that was advertised on the back of every comic book for like a year back in the 70s or early 80s called Prophecy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. 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 That's right. Disturbing. And Night of Lupus. And there but is, but it's never Lupus. And one that always nice. scared me for some reason. I, I think I saw part of it on an afternoon movie. It was a movie called Tentacles. Oh, oh yeah. giant octopus. Then there's just mm. a scene where there's like a kid out on a jetty, and this big octopus arm comes out and grabs him and pulls it. Why did I just and the sequel is Return like of the Jetty? That's my god. Um, Brotherhood Willard? Wolf. Willard, yeah. Oh, Willard with the rats. Willard. The rats. The rats. Constantinople. Rats. Constantinople. Constantinople. <laughs> um, a bully. <laughs> what about Moby Dick? Well, I was yeah. going to say that well, Moby true. Dick. Yeah, that's yeah. Actually a pretty good pick. <laughs> that would be a good pick for Friday. Which one? Mm. Mm. Probably the probably the crappy Ray Harryhausen one. Uh, not Ray Harryhausen, but yeah. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Ray Bradbury. Yeah, Ray, Bar Ray wow. Bradbury wrote the script for the one with uh, with uh, Orson Welles in it. Well, we should probably uh, make a decision. I think we got. Uh, we must make a decision. 
decisions. <laughs> no decision made. is uh, is worse uh, than a bad decision. So, um, I well, don't for know. me, it's down to the, you know the birds, uh, the edge, or the ghosts in the darkness. The edge of birds, or Moby Dick with Gregory Peck and Richard Basehart. Well, mm -hmm. Peck. I, I, you know, I, I think uh, that Mark's uh, instinct is good for the birds because yeah. even even at its quality level, it certainly is recognizable. It is uh, yeah. iconic, and uh, it, uh, it, you know, it was a a big uh, production for uh, Hitchcock at the time. And if it, yeah. if it gets one person to go and look at an Alfred Hitchcock picture that hasn't, we've done our job because That's one true. of the things I've seen in the last few years is like you know when we grew up hitchcock was like huge right you go yeah. to retrospectives you, you you'd watch it on tv i mean he, you know he was the singular director that everyone knew you know he yeah. was a brand name and and this was long after you know he had kind of retired after family plot uh but he was a you know between the tv series and just his talk show appearances people now they don't even know who hitchcock is yeah or what hitchcockian means yeah. so i feel like we should you know, um, give the birds its due. Uh, we should fly like an eagle, fly Bird like Sam the Eagle. <laughs> Flip and, everyone uh, the birds. And it really does have some <laughs> great set pieces. And it probably is the definitive when animals attack movie that most most people would think of when you talk about nature versus uh, human nurture. beings. Oh, man. Nature Sorry. versus nurture. <laughs> <laughs> We're nurturing the birds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's a, that. this is a this is a, a really interesting, bizarre little week, isn't it? It yeah. is, and it not is. one Denzel Washington movie. <laughs> that's right. No, not that we didn't try. No, we we <laughs> did. Cocaine we birds, did. and we'll be back. We'll be back with um, us Denzel later this season. But right now, we're celebrating when animals attack <laughs> on Monday. Steve, what are we watching? Werner Herzog takes us into the wilds of Alaska with. Timothy Treadvale and the Grizzlies in Grizzly Man. On Tuesday, Garen Docterman. 1977's struggle with William Shatner as an unwilling subject of the kingdom of the spiders. Still, old spider. You managed to kill just about <laughs> everyone else. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday, it's Ashley Edward Miller. On Wednesday... Liam Neeson plays a man with a very particular set of skills that makes him a nightmare for a pack of wolves. In Joe <laughs> Carnahan's The Grey. On Thursday, buzz off. It's the swarm, <laughs> and they're coming for you, baby. <laughs> and on Friday, it's Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. The Birds. The Birds. birds. <laughs> we start with The Bears. Yeah. Hey, guys, I have to say, bears to birds. we're recording this uh, right after the uh, the first episode dropped uh, last week. And uh, the response has been so uh, gratifying. Um, well, people are, seem to be really excited that we're back. Yeah. Well, I'm you know, excited. That, that, excited. They missed the yeah. 430 movie and, and they're glad to have it have it back and um a couple of snide comments about the tom cruise being the subject of our first uh week back but um but it's been uh it's been lovely to see that kind of um uh you know uh positive uh you know positivity i think yeah. mostly they've missed uh steve's preparation yes <laughs> exactly. i agree we all yeah, do. i think we've all missed steve's preparation <laughs> yes. uh, i mean you see what happens when steve doesn't prepare 
Yeah, he's still Disaster. somehow prepared. It's like yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> he goes to his old standby, Bob Roberts. No, I mean Werner Herzog. Yeah. <laughs> no, that oh was. I mean, this, this was a surprisingly solid week, and and eclectic, and wonderful, and bizarre, and Gonzo. So um, everything <laughs> we hope no would be. Muppets. <laughs> and a true, a true celebration of the success of the cocaine bear. See, <laughs> bears aren't the only things that attack. We didn't even, you know, we, they they attack on Monday, but then on Tuesday yeah. we had spiders attack. On Wednesday, yeah. it was uh, it was a wolves. pack of uh, wolves. Pack of wolves, but based on source material, where bears attacked. And then Thursdays we got the uh, we got the bees attacking, and Friday it's got the, the bees. birds. It's very diverse. It's the birds, it's and, the birds and the bees. <laughs> birds, bears, bees, Battlestar Galactica. Birds, bees. <laughs> I mean, birds, bees. Ah, it's an incredibly diverse lineup of animals. You know, I mean, it, it's... <laughs> representation is important in the animal world, and indeed in the animal kingdom. So there you have it. Um, well, this was great, and if you're a fan of the show, as many of you are, maybe not all of you have this week, but um, <laughs> some of you are downloading every episode because you. If you were it. a fan of the podcast, you can rate <laughs> us uh, five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, I hope you'll join us for our sister podcast, Inglorious Trexperts. And you can subscribe at trexpertsplus.com and get bonus episodes of Deck 78, where we talk about Trek-adjacent subjects. And we've had some wonderful guests on that show recently, including uh, Steve Melching will be dropping by. So uh, I mm -hmm. hope you'll consider uh, uh, subscribing to that. And of course, if you want to engage with us, tell us what your picks are for this week or just why are you doing When Animal Attacks Week? Um, you can do that by going to uh, 430 Movie on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. So check us out there and share your own thoughts about When Animal Attack Week. Um, next week, we'll be back with an all-new theme week. And I kind of know what it is, but I'm, I'm a little gun-shy to say. Yeah, don't say it, because uh, we, uh, we know, can change our minds on a on a dime. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? You know, we might change up the batting order. Uh, oh, right. easy uh, there. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. So uh, on behalf of uh, Mr. Monday, Steve Melching, Mr. Tuesday, Darren Doctorman, Wacky Wednesday, Ashley Edward Miller, and myself, Mr. Thursday, Mark A. Altman. Eyewitness News starts now. <laughs>